Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. I've got a secret for you. Are you ready? Your uterus is unaware of the 511 rule. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this is episode number 60. Now, before we get back to that fun little introductory statement, I want to give a huge thank you and a huge welcome to all of my new listeners. Last week was a pretty explosive week. Um, We had the midwives from Beautiful One Midwifery, Tiffany and Kelly on the podcast, and they just blew it out of the water. It was so amazing. So if you didn't listen to episode 59, I highly encourage you to jump back when you're done with this one and give it a listen. It's all about what happens if something goes wrong in a home birth. So this week, we have got an amazing interview with an incredible mother named Heather. Before we jump into her story and back to my previous statement, I do want to give a huge shout out to our listener of the week or our reviewer of the week, which is Leo Kerfoot, who said, wonderful. This has become one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. My wife and I are currently going through the IUI process to conceive a child, and I am adamantly planning to have a home birth. This podcast has been so informative and positive in reinforcing my wishes. I really feel like there's such a wonderful community in home birthing, and this podcast really brings you into it in a wonderful way. Keep doing what you're doing, Caitlin, and thank you. Thank you so much to Leo and your wife. I hope you guys uh, have just an amazing home birthing experience. If you will send me an email at caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I will send you a Happy Home Birth Podcast sticker. I also would love for you guys to stop really quickly and take a screenshot of you listening to this episode. You can share it on your Instagram stories, tagging happy home birth podcast, and I will be sure to share it on my stories as well. Thank you guys so much for keeping that up. And if you can jump over to iTunes and leave a review, it means so much to me. It helps the show grow. Uh, You guys are doing such a wonderful job with that. I am so grateful. So Let me jump back over to my original statement and explain that a little bit more. This week's episode features the birth stories of Heather, who's given birth to both her babies at home. Her first experience of labor was with a posterior baby, and posterior babies are notorious for funky labor patterns. Her second baby, though not posterior, also gave quite a different pattern. I love these stories because they show the reality of labor. It's different for every one, and it's different for every birth. So while tips and rules are great to keep in mind, we must remember that our uterus doesn't know these tips, and it may very well do its own thing. We've just got to follow its lead. Also, for inquiring minds, the 511 rule is a common one given to first-time moms. Call the midwife when contractions are five minutes apart, lasting a minute for one hour. And generally, this can be handy, but let's not forget, we've got to be in tune with our bodies. All right, you guys ready to jump into the interview? Please remember that my opinions may differ from my guests and vice versa, and neither one of us are medical providers, so please continue to see your doctor, your midwife, or if you're like me, your chiropractor. Heather, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here today. I am so excited to have you. And right before we started recording, you were talking to me about how, you know, you've had two home births, but they were vastly different from mm-hmm. each other. And I'm so excited to to discuss this on the podcast simply because that was my experience. So <laughs> it, I feel very connected to that. So why don't you start by just introducing yourself to the listeners? All right. I'm Heather. Um, my husband, Josh, and I live in the upper Midwest. Uh, where fall lasts about 30 seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we are currently transitioning into winter. Um, and we do have two children. My daughter, Joanna, is two and a half. She'll be three in February. And my son, um, Joshua, we call him Joshy, kind of stuck from my two-year-old. Um, mm-hmm. He was born in August, so he's almost three months old. But I did have home births with both of them, and I really enjoyed both experiences. So I think that we were just a few months off 
on both <laughs> because so my first daughter was born December of 2016. Oh, okay. So she was two and a half when my baby was born. And then my, so my second was born in June. So you're oh, wow. February, <laughs> August, yep. right? Yep. Very cool. That is really cool. <laughs> on track. <laughs> so, okay. So what was it like for you to decide to have a home birth with your first baby? How did you even come to the conclusion that that's what you wanted to do? Um, it was honestly a very foreign concept for my family. Like I remember mentioning it to my mom and dad when we decided to do it and they were like, what on earth? (laughs) Um, partially it was because we couldn't necessarily afford a hospital birth at the time. And we didn't really want to wait to have kids. We wanted to leave that in God's hands when we got married. And so, um, I am not super comfortable around doctors or hospitals either. And so I told my husband, I was like, well, I feel like the only way I'd done enough reading to know that going through labor and delivery, that if you can't relax, it's going to make it harder. And I was like, there's no way I'm going through a hospital birth, um, feeling comfortable (laughs) having this baby the way I want to have it, because I just feel like there's so many regulations that get put on you time-wise or, you know, they don't think you're doing good enough or you always have to be hooked up to a contraction monitor or things are always beeping. There's always noise, people talking to you. I was like, I can't do it. Just thinking about it stresses me out. Um, so I knew I'd feel most comfortable in my own home, having the baby at home. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much what created that desire in me to do a home birth. That's so neat. And and so how were you initially exposed to the concept of home birth? Um Actually, several people in our church up here have done home births, and I think it's just because it's one of the states that it's actually legal in. Um, And so I had some friends that, you know, had gotten married as well that I was around the same age as that were like, oh, we're doing a home birth as well. I was like, really? I've never heard of that. Tell me about it. I want to try this. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cool how, I, especially in churches, I don't, I'm, I'm sure in all other types of situations too, but I've noticed mm-hmm. it with, with my church friends, like if like our little, our little young mom population, it's very quote crunchy, you know, and it's yep. like, it probably started with just like one or two of us, but it's, it's like grown to where now it's like, Oh yeah. Give me more information about this and that. And uh, yeah. that's so, that's so fun to hear in other, you know, I other feel situations. Like, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people here are like that too, but it's been <laughs> neat. <laughs> that's so cool. Awesome. Okay. Well, so you decided, all right, we're going to have a home birth with our first baby. Mm-hmm. You said your family was like, what, <laughs> but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was that like prenatally then? Um, honestly, I had a really good pregnancy. I didn't know what to expect. Obviously I got pregnant with Joanna when we had been married for six months and it went really well. I didn't have any complaints other than like typical, you know, whining about back issues, but, (laughs) um, but no, hers went really smoothly and I really loved my midwife. She was an older lady who she, she retired, which is, I'll talk more about this later. Um, so I had to switch to a different midwife for my son. Um, but she was so sweet and took the time to explain everything. And I love to read. So I did a lot of reading on things and was really curious about stuff. And um, one book, obviously, that she recommended to me was Ida Mae Gaskin's Guide to Childbirth. I think that's the title of it. Mm-hmm. Um and so whenever anyone asks me about home birth, I'm like, you need to read this book. You need to read this Absolutely. book. <laughs> that one's my favorite. Yep. I just loved how she broke it down and was super down to earth about everything. And she literally like, I wasn't concerned about having a home birth at all. There was nothing that really scared me, um, except for the thought of stitches afterwards. And my midwife still laughed at me for so long about that. She's like, you're, you like are excited about labor and delivery and you're more scared about stitches afterwards than <laughs> you are about delivering a kid. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I just, <laughs> but I am excited. <laughs> yep. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, I read that book and it was kind of like anything that might have been in the back of my mind that bothered me or made me uncomfortable about a home birth. It kind of put it all to rest because she was just so, you know, this is the natural thing to do. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah. God created our bodies and this is what he intended for us to do. And 
ladies have done this for thousands of years now. Like there's nothing abnormal about it. So um, I didn't have any issues other than low blood pressure, which came right back up after I had Joanna. But um, yeah, so no, it was a really smooth pregnancy. Oh, that's wonderful. And did you feel that your family members were able to, like, were you able to talk to them about it and, and kind of present? Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. As I explained it, it was just more so, you know, the foreign concept to them because they hadn't um, heard of it either. I remember my one grandmother, my dad had told her, um, he was like, yeah, so she's doing a home birth. And she was like, what's that? (laughs) And I don't know, grandma, I think you were born at home. (laughs) Right. And it just kind of cracked me up because she was like, what happens if like, you know, something goes wrong or whatever. My dad's like, it's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nothing's probably going to go wrong. So. Right. Yeah. That, and that is, you know, that's, that is the most common question. Like, well, what happens if something goes wrong? And luckily, um, there is, you know, speaking with midwives, you know, mm-hmm. once you talk to your midwife, it's it's so great to hear them vocalize like, okay, well, if something goes wrong, this is the way that we handle yep. it. Not mm-hmm. saying like, oh, well, nothing ever goes wrong. And, you know, exactly. don't, don't you dare even ask. <laughs> yeah, my midwife was really good with that. Um, we lived in an apartment at the time and we were only like a mile from the hospital that she was established with. And she's like, yep, yeah, all the, you know, all the emergency nurses in there know me. She's like, I'm, I can just call over there and tell them I need a bed opened up and they'll do it. And so she was really just, you know, calm about all of it, which was reassuring too. Oh, that's awesome. Well, so what was it like as, well, actually, I I didn't think to ask this. Was your husband immediately on board or did oh, yeah. he think, oh, this is crazy. Okay, great. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So that under the belt, what <laughs> what was it like as you started to approach labor? Um, okay. So my midwife kept telling me, she's like, every healthy first time mom usually carries to 41 weeks in one day. Well, I gained 50 pounds with that pregnancy and it didn't matter like how much I worked out or how healthy I ate or whatever. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of getting, you know, exhausted by the end, which is normal. And she was, she kept telling me that every time I walked in, <laughs> I started getting annoyed. I'd walk in the door and she'd go to say something. I'm like, nope, nope. Let me say it. Every healthy first-time mom usually carries to 41 weeks in one day. And she just started laughing. And she's like, well, you kind of want to remember that. She's like, because I don't want you to hit 40 weeks and be like, uh, nothing's happening. Like, when am I having this baby? So funny thing is, um, I didn't, like, feel anything leading up to the day I went into labor. And I hit my 40-week appointment and went in for a checkup. And nothing, like, there, I... I didn't feel like I was going into labor. Um, everything was so completely normal. And so, you know, I started counting up the days at that point instead of counting down. <laughs> and um, I went in at 41 weeks uh, for a checkup. And I asked her that day to check me for dilation, um, mostly because I was hoping it would kind of kickstart labor, not because I really mm-hmm. expected to be dilated at all. Right. I was like, well, (laughs) while you're in there, go ahead and sweep those membranes. (laughs) Pretty much. I was like, I'm already, you know, a week overdue by this point and on to do something. So she, I had some really strong Braxton Hicks after I left that day. Um, But it wasn't anything that like took my attention away from what I was doing, but they were super noticeable. And I left my appointment and went, um, I was teaching music lessons at the time and I had a friend here at our church's Bible college who was taking piano from me. And I went for my appointment over to the college to teach her piano lesson. And she was sitting on the piano bench and she looks over and she was kind of looking at me funny. And she's like, are you having contractions? I'm like, no, why? She's like, your whole stomach just kind of like sucked in and twisted. (laughs) I said, no, it's just Braxton Hicks. He said, I I had an appointment this morning and my midwife checked me. So I just, I said, it's kind of just a reaction from that. And she kind of just looked at me funny. She's like, are you going into labor? I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I feel like totally fine. Okay. Like, I don't even know what labor feels like. Are you going into labor on this piano bench right now? (laughs) Pretty much. Um, And I kind of laughed because 
I, that was one thing I kept telling my midwife. I was like, how am I going to know if I'm in labor? Like, I don't know what to expect. Cause she would just laugh. She's like, Oh, you'll know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I went home that day and like the Braxton Hicks kept up throughout the day, which was something that I had never had before. And they weren't painful or anything, but I was kind of starting to suspect. I'm like, okay, she did say 41 weeks in a day. I'm like, I'm going to guess that I'm going to go into labor tonight. And mm-hmm. I went to bed early just in case. <laughs> so Very nice. Early for me was like nine o'clock. Um, but I went to bed and around two the next morning, I woke up with like extreme back pain, but I had been struggling with some real low back pain that past week. So didn't really think a whole lot of it. I was like, oh man, that really hurt. I got up and I was like, I'll just go to the bathroom and then go back to bed since I'm awake now. <laughs> um, so I went to the bathroom, went back to bed and started to drift off to sleep and like had this searing pain through my low back again. I was like, Oh, this is really annoying. Like I can't get comfortable. So I rolled over and a couple minutes later it happened again. And then I thought about it and mind you, I'm still like half asleep at, you know, two in the morning. I'm like, wait a second. That was like 10 minutes apart for each one. <laughs> like, uh-huh. it's like, are these contractions, which was weird to me because I didn't feel anything in my front. Um, mm-hmm. But I did the only I guess you could call it an issue I had with my daughter was um, she was anterior most of the time I was pregnant with her, which she posterior or yeah, sorry. Oh (laughs) yeah, you're you're fine. Um, Which I had, she had flipped around the proper position close to the end, but she wasn't staying there. Mm -hmm. And so we had discussed the fact that there could potentially be back labor from that. And so I was like, okay. And it kind of clicked at that point. And I was like, wait, what I'm feeling is like 10 minutes apart. I'm like, but man, I don't feel anything in my front. Like, this is really weird. Um, So I grabbed my phone because I had downloaded a contraction timer and I went back to bed with it. And I started timing them just to see if there was any pattern to it. And sure enough, they were like 10 minutes apart on the button and it lasted about 30 seconds. I was like, okay, that's probably early labor, but you know, whatever, I'll just go back to sleep. But it was really painful in my lower back. And so I wound up getting up and spending some time on my hands and knees over the birth ball. And after about, they started getting a lot closer together. Um, It went from 10 minutes to nine and a half to nine to, you know, eight to seven to six really quickly in like two hours. Mm -hmm. And I texted my midwife to let her know because she had told me the timer for two hours before, um, letting her know anything. And she was like, Oh, okay, well, you know, just, just keep doing what you're doing. You'll be fine. And I wasn't worried about it. I just wasn't sure what to expect as to like how fast it would go or whatever. And so, um, that was like four thirty when I texted her and at around seven or seven thirty, they spaced out to about 20 minutes apart. And I kind of got discouraged because I was like, oh, boo, you know, it's been like five and a half, six hours and now nothing. So I texted her again. I was like, so they're like 20 minutes apart. Does that mean it was like false labor? And she said, no, no, I bet your body just needs you to get a little more sleep because it woke you up at two o'clock this morning. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay. She's like, so go back to bed and try to get some sleep. She's like, I wouldn't be surprised if you still had a baby at some point today. So... I went to bed and I was kind of like whining at this point about the fact that uh, I'm probably not going to have a baby today. <laughs> my, right. husband, my husband's like, just take a nap. He's fine. Um, so I did, I got to sleep for about an hour and then I woke up to another contraction and mm. they were back to about 10 minutes apart. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, she was right. <laughs> but were these still in your, in your back? Yep. Mm -hmm. It was in my back the whole time. I never felt anything in my front with her at all. And um, so I kind of went about my morning and, you know, I'd I'd sit on the birth ball through a contraction and then get up and go wash the dishes and then (laughs) sit on the birth ball through another contraction and then go and fold the laundry. And I had some friends texting me throughout the day and they're like, you're doing housework while you're in labor. I'm like, guys, you feel completely normal between these contractions when mm-hmm. they're this far apart. Like it's fine. So by lunchtime, I was getting a little like tired, but it was mostly because I hadn't, I had gotten up super early. 
but it had been 12 hours. And at this point I was, they were about eight minutes apart and a minute and a half long. And I was like, okay, you know, they say that water can either help you relax more and get labor going faster, or it'll slow it down. I'm like, let's find out what happens. <laughs> let's test it. <laughs> yep. I was like, I mean, the worst that can happen is it'll slow down and then I'll get some sleep, which wasn't right. a bad option. That's or, a great way to look at it. Yeah. Or I thought, well, maybe it'll pick up the pace and things will move along faster. So I was kind of open to either way, whatever happened. It didn't really matter to me at that point. Um, so I went and got in the shower and my husband is on staff at our church and our apartment was only like a mile from the church. So he had come home for lunch that day and I had told him not to bother to stay home because everything was like super spaced out. And I was like, you're only a mile away. I'll call you if I need you. Um, and so he happened to be home when I got in the shower and it was like a switch flipped and they were right away three minutes apart and Mm. Still oh, a minute wow. and a half long. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this, this is definitely the real deal then. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I texted my midwife again and I was like, yeah, so I got in the shower to see what would happen <laughs> and it helped. So she let me go for another like two hours and around two o'clock she came over to check me and she was like, oh, you're, you're only dilated to a four. She's like, but don't let that bother you because, you know, honestly, what you're dilated to doesn't really say how far you are because dilation can change so fast right um she was like but try to lay down and get some sleep if you can and I'm sitting there looking at her and I'm like I can't (laughs) my back hurts (laughs) right so she was like okay well then just relax or do whatever you know makes you feel the most comfortable um because the more you relax the better and faster most likely it would go instead of tensing up and so my husband was still home at that point and he had blown up the birth tub because at that point I was like, well, the baby's going to come at some point today. I just don't know when. So might as well get it ready. <clears throat> so he had blown it up and she was there to help him with it. Um, and we kind of had to rearrange our bedroom to get it to fit in there. <laughs> right. So they were in there moving furniture and blowing up the birth tub, but I'm still like sitting on the bathroom floor watching them. <laughs> but, Normal um, stuff. <laughs> yep. So anyways, um, she, they got done with that and she's like, well, I'm, I'm going to go home and take a nap. She's like, because I think baby's going to come tonight. She's like, but if anything changes, you know, just, just call me and let me know. And that was three o'clock that she left my house. And (laughs) I felt so bad because she didn't end up getting a nap in. Because (laughs) at four o'clock, um, this friend who I had been teaching piano lessons to the day before, she knew I was in labor. So she's like, well, I made you guys dinner. I left it in the fellowship hall at the church if Josh wants to come pick it up. And I was like, okay, I'll send him over. And my water hadn't broken or anything. And, you know, it was still like three minutes apart, which wasn't bothering me because I kind of felt like I, I still wasn't going to have her, you know, five minutes from now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'll send him over there, you know, to grab it. And so that he has something to eat for dinner. By this point, I wasn't really in the mood for eating much of anything. <laughs> Um, <laughs> also probably not in the mood for making much of anything. <laughs> no, definitely not. And I didn't want him to starve. So I was like, right. I'll send him over to get it. And he was replying to her email and he went to hit send. And literally like, just as he hit send saying he was on his way to get it, it was four o'clock. My water broke <laughs> all mm. over the living room floor and our apartment <laughs> was carpeted. And so there I am on the floor, like screaming that my water broke because that is the weirdest feeling ever when you don't know what it feels like. (laughs) And I'm trying to clean it up and he just starts laughing. And then I started laughing. I was like, whatever it is what it is. He's like, well, I guess I'm not going to go get dinner. I'm like, well, you can if you want. And then I had a really strong contraction because it, it, I realized at that point, like when they say the bag of waters is kind of a cushion when it comes to contractions, mm-hmm. they really mean that. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, never mind. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> JK, JK. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so he was like, it's okay. Just, you know, relax. And so I, I, find, I looked back and there were a couple of like amusing things that happened because obviously being a first time mom, not knowing what to expect going through labor, I thought when your water broke, you know, it broke once and that was the end of that. Like you never had any more issues with water after that. Right. 
No, I found out that is not the case. <laughs> so, so I'm still on hands and knees over the birth ball and another contraction happened. I'm like, oh no, I thought, I thought my water was done drinking. What is this? Like, it's so coming up. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So I texted my midwife again and I'm like, and at this point she had said she was just going to come over and spend the rest of the evening with us. Um, I was like, what do I do? And she's like, oh, honey, you probably want to wear a pad for the rest of the <laughs> Probably want to put like, on the pad. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's like, your body just keeps creating the amniotic fluid and you're just, that's, you're just going to leak from here on out. I was like, oh, that's nice to know. So, <laughs> so things got pretty intense from that point. Um, that was four o'clock and I kind of lost all track of time, obviously, after that, um. But it was around, like, looking back at the notes that she left me, it was around, like, seven-ish that she let me get in the birth tub. Um, and, you know, for, like, the first couple minutes, it was, like, heavenly. I was like, oh, no contractions, because it kind of shut them off for a minute, which I was fine with, because it gave me a little bit of a break, just because right. they've been so close together for so long. Um, and so I will say... I don't know how people do it not as a water birth. <laughs> because I'm the same I way. Just, yeah. I've had people say, oh, would you do one that wasn't a water birth? And I'm like, absolutely not. I think I would die. Like, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> there is something about getting in that tub that is like heavenly. Mm-hmm. So um, anyways, I my husband ended up in the tub with me because I was laboring in a really weird position. I had my feet up on the edge across from me and I was like laying on my back which obviously without him holding me up put my head underwater Uh, (laughs) interesting (laughs) I don't know why that was like the only position I could hold that felt the most comfortable to me um especially if you know the pain in my back got more intense yeah and I still like I felt nothing whatsoever in my front like no tightness nothing it was really weird and so um He, he did. He wound up sitting in the tub behind me with his arms under my armpits. It was just enough to keep my head out of the water. And the poor guy, like, he built some biceps that night because he sat there like that for like three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I bet, I bet that that position, like, you know, you say like, I don't know why that was the one. Mm-hmm. I bet that position was the one that allowed baby to apply appropriate pressure to your yep. cervix. You know, that's yeah. so cool. Oh, it is. Wow. So... I still hadn't hit the pushing phase and, you know, my midwife kept checking the baby's heartbeat. And at one point she's like, well, so we're going to have to get you out of the tub. And I looked at her and I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) She's like, yes, dear, you're getting out of the tub. Because apparently my daughter had turned her head under my pelvic bone. And so she couldn't turn it back. And she was compensating for that by rotating completely around again. And she's like, if you don't want to be in labor for like several more hours, you're going to have to get out of the tub. <laughs> it's mm. like, okay, bye. So she put me up on the bed in like a Texas roll position, I think is what she called it, um, with like my knee up on a huge pile of pillows, kind of mm-hmm. laying on my stomach. Um, just yeah, to, a yeah, Sims is another, like okay. a, that looks, sounds like an exaggerated Sims position is another, okay. is another way. Texas roll, is that what she called That's it? That's what she called it. Yeah. I haven't heard it. I'm going <laughs> to look that up. That's really cute. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a name she came up with for it or what, but um, she, yeah. So she was like, it, it'll open up your pelvis to give her room to turn her head back so that she won't have to rotate all the way around. Um, and it was really weird because I don't know how long I was there for She, I was in the transition phase at the time because there was no break between contractions whatsoever. They kind of like petered down a little bit and then peaked again. And, um, she's like, yeah, so just, just give me three contractions. And it was the only time I yelled at her. (laughs) I was like, but there's no break between them. There is no such thing as just three contractions. It's all one big contraction. (laughs) <laughs> and she was just kind of chuckling at the foot of my bed because she knew I was pretty done by that point. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I wasn't there for very long before all of a sudden I was like, Oh guys, I got to push. Like that worked. <laughs> I got to push. And so they put me back in the tub and, um, I did wind up pushing for two hours. I, mm-hmm. um, kind of tried to breathe her out as best I could to begin with because I was afraid of tearing. 
which I did essentially end up doing in the end because she had a massive head. Um, (laughs) And I tore before you could even see her head. So Mm. it was, yeah. Um, and the funny yeah, thing, and I mean, she was posterior too. That's yeah, that, that makes it harder. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I felt it, but being in the water, it wasn't like excruciating pain. And I looked at my midwife, and I'm like, I tore it, didn't I? And she kind of just squirted at me. She's like, Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but no, I was in the pushing phase for two hours. Um, but. When she finally came out and my midwife measured her head, she's like, oh, that was a 15 centimeter head. I haven't seen that in a while. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's pretty big. But otherwise, I mean, it was a really smooth and straightforward labor and delivery. It just took a while. I was in labor for 20 and a half hours. Um, Mm. And then I did have a secondary tear, but she stitched me up and she kind of laughed because she knew I was super nervous about it. And I was laying on the bed with the baby and she comes in with like her tray with the needles and stuff. I was like, you are not touching me with that. (laughs) And she's like, yes, I am. I'm like, oh no, you are not. (laughs) And her assistant sitting there and she was like, Christine, go ahead and read her her postpartum directions to distract her. (laughs) And I so was not paying attention. I am like watching everything she does. And like the first stitch she put in me, she's like kind of saying what she was doing so that I knew what was going on. I was like, wait a second. You mean you already put the needle in me? She's like, yeah. I'm like, I didn't feel anything. Okay, you're good. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> she just I'm glad it wasn't, I'm glad it wasn't one of those situations <laughs> like my toddler where <laughs> like, oh, <no. laughs> before you even do anything, they're like, ah, ah, no, no. And you're like, I haven't touched you. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I am not hurting your hand. (laughs) I'm not even holding your hand, but you do need to move. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I didn't, honestly, I didn't have any complaints about how labor and delivery went. It was really smooth. It was just kind of slow, which I expected being my first one. Um, And postpartum wise, I didn't have any complaints about it either. I do kind of laugh looking back. Um, I said this to my midwife that I use with my son. I was like, you know, I thought, I thought postpartum healing went really well with my daughter, but now like comparing the two healing with my son definitely went better, even though mm-hmm. there wasn't necessarily any problem with the way I healed with my daughter. But it was, I think, you know, not, not having, I didn't have stitches with him either. And mm-hmm. I'll get to that in just a minute, but I think that made a huge difference. I did, I did lose a lot of blood, um, after Joanna, um, but my placenta was massive. Um, when it came out, she, she tried to catch it in her standard size, you know, placenta tray. And she's like, um, it did not fit. Like, it oh my word. Out. like, yeah. So <laughs> she was like, so, you know, the wound on the inside of your uterus is bigger than it normally would, which she thinks is why that happened. Um, but she was able to do like uterine massage and she gave me some herbs and stuff that helped with it. But it did make me feel slightly lightheaded for a few days. Um, mm-hmm. But otherwise, I didn't really have any problems with it. So that's yeah. something that I do feel like happens with a number of moms that happened with me was it's not that my postpartum <laughs> or I didn't think that there was anything necessarily wrong with my postpartum with the first baby until the second baby, I was like, all right, now I have to be very vigilant because I have a toddler. So like, I'm going to make sure that I'm taken care of. And then when Mm -hmm. you look back, it's like, you know what? I definitely did too much with after my first, you know? Mm -hmm. And I did. Um, (laughs) My midwife laughed so hard at this. I only like bled blood for a couple days. And then Mm -hmm. I spotted for, you know, about a week after that and then nothing. And so I thought, you know, if you're bleeding stopped, that everything's back to normal. So I went <laughs> yeah. for a run. Oh <laughs> my not word. Not a good thing to do. <laughs> I was when you say two. your midwife laughed, do you mean she <laughs> like lost her mind? Because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, she was cracking up when I went in there for my six week <sighs> appointment because it was right after my two week one. So she, there was that four week gap of time that she didn't uh-huh. And I didn't like full on start bleeding again, but it, mm. it was enough to kind of grab my attention. And I was like, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, um, turns out. <laughs> right. So I went in for my six week appointment and I told her what I did. And I'll never forget her sitting across the table and just lost it cracking up. And she was just like, why did you do that? I'm like, well, I don't know. 
I, I really couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm like, but I know not to do that next time. Yes. So experience. No. Sometimes <laughs> right. the best teacher. Yeah. So no, I would agree with that. I definitely did overdo it in several things after I had her, but just because, you know, I didn't know how to treat the whole postpartum process. In right. The first place. Yep. There's mm-hmm. a lack of education in that, yeah. in that realm. I definitely, definitely. think. Yep. But well, I'm glad to hear though that overall it, it it's not like it was a negative experience. It no. was just Mm-mm. it just improved. It was a learning is, experience, yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure. But okay, well, so so you had that postpartum experience, and then you said your your midwife retired. So what happened when okay. you became pregnant again? Um, so I am not very good at getting used to like people that I don't know in that whole personal arena, mm-hmm. and so. Um, I could have used, um, so the girl that was her assistant at the time, she was a student midwife at Joanna's birth and she does have her own midwife practice now. Um, so in town, we currently have her and then one other midwife who is also a naturopathic doctor. And I didn't have an issue with, um, my midwife's assistant, but personality wise, I think, that's something that people need to consider too. I knew I wouldn't be able to relax if she was my main midwife. Um, and it had nothing, it was like nothing against her. She's a really sweet person. Um, but I just knew the difference between her personality and this other midwife that I had the option of. And I was just like, the one has a more calming effect on me than she did. And so I didn't go with her, um, just because of that. And my husband kind of teased me because he knew I wasn't going to, and that's a little out of the norm for me because I was just like, oh, that means, you know, someone else that I have to get comfortable around. To meet and, someone. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, but you already know that you're going to prefer that when it comes to labor. So yeah. I'm really glad I did. I, I loved my midwife this time too. Uh, she was super sweet. And um, anyways, she, so I'm trying to think, I had a, I had a consultation appointment with her at 10 weeks, but I never really had my first prenatal until I was like 17 weeks along. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of issues with him until I hit around 25 weeks. And it wasn't issues with the baby. It was just issues with how I felt, but I was super busy and I just had way too much on my plate than I should have had for being pregnant. And there wasn't really much I could do to back out of some of the responsibilities I had until the school year was over because it was college related mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I kind of hung in there. Uh, the school year ended when I was 30 weeks. And by that point I felt dead, <laughs> Right. but I'd had a lot of like early, I, I don't want to call it early labor stuff, but I'd had a lot of contractions on and off from like 25 weeks on. Um, and so it made for, you know, an exhausting second half of my pregnancy, I had some issues with my pelvis, um, like grinding together and a lot of back pain. Yeah. And so it just, (laughs) I remember getting to like the last like three weeks of my pregnancy with Joshi and I looked at my husband, we were on our way to church one night and I started crying. I'm like, is it terrible if I admit that I hated being pregnant this time? (laughs) And he was like, no, it's okay. (laughs) I'm like, I didn't feel this way with Jumana. And he's like, no, you just, you had way too much going on. And now I know for like next time how much I can like handle while I'm pregnant. Um, but yeah, I, looking back, that was the only reason it wasn't really that there was an issue with the pregnancy per se, but just that I took on too many things at one time. Mm -hmm. So anyways, um, my midwife kept telling me this time, (laughs) kind of cracked me up. She's like, I, I usually miss the second baby. And the first time she said that I, I didn't quite get what she meant. I was like, what, what are you trying to say? She's like, well, don't be surprised if you have the baby without me. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Not that that bothered me. um, Because, you know, I had had a good enough experience with Joanna. It it didn't honestly, the thought of having him without her being there, it it didn't spark any concern in me because I felt like my husband and I would be able to handle it well enough until she was able to show up. Um, But... We live um, on the north side of town. <laughs> you have to cross two sets of train tracks to get to our house. And there are constantly used train tracks. And so oh. my concern oh. wasn't her being able to get to me. It was the fact that if I had gone into labor, you know, midday and my husband was at work 
And I called him. I'm like, she's making this sound like, you know, it's going to go so fast that this baby's got to be here before you even get home from work. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was getting a little worried about that. Um, and so that was like constantly in my mind, but I was also struggling with the, you know, the further I got closer to the end of my pregnancy, the stronger the contractions were getting. And I was just like, Oh man, like, am I, am I going to go into early labor? Like I was convinced I was going to have him early. Like that's, that's how many contractions I was having. (laughs) I'm Mm -hmm. like, this has got to be labor at some point. Like this is terrible. So nope no baby. And mm-hmm. I was like, if I go late, I'm going to cry for the entire week past 40 oh, weeks. Like yes. I was so upset. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this just can't happen. So I went in and I asked her and she wouldn't normally do this, but she knew I was so done. I was just like, do you mind? This was at like 39 and a half weeks. Um, I was like, do you mind just, you know, stripping my membranes for me? I'm like, I'd normally just let my body do its thing. I'm like, but I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's fine. So she did. And I was kind of hoping, you know, I'd go into labor that day, but of course that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so I did cramp for the rest of the day and mm-hmm. the whole day after that mm-hmm. and the whole day after that (laughs) and I was just at that point I was like okay this thing didn't really work um but I do think it kicked off enough stuff so that was a Tuesday that she did that for me and then um Wednesday and Thursday and Friday I was just super uncomfortable um and Friday night my husband took us out to dinner and I kept telling him like man I feel like the contractions I'm having now are like actual contractions but if I time them like they were timable but they were every 30 minutes apart timable (laughs) I'm like Mm -hmm. this isn't gonna do me any good so I thought maybe if I went to bed that night you know it would do what it did every night and it kind of just shut off and then I'd go to sleep so I went to bed and no it kept up every half hour that night and they were getting stronger which was frustrating because I didn't get any sleep Right. And that is a very obnoxious amount of time to have. Like, it, it, it would really be better was. to just have them more consistent than like, <laughs> okay, now I'm falling into sleep. Okay, now yep. I'm up. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And I was so annoyed. I got up Saturday morning and I was just like, let's clean the house. Let's do anything I can to just distract myself at that point because 30 minutes apart is not going to bring this baby. Um, and so I, I made it through the morning and through most of the afternoon and I, I went to take a nap around one o'clock that day and I texted a friend of mine and I was like, Do you happen to have any clary sage oil? And she was like, Yeah, I do. I was like, Okay. I said, you know, I've been having contractions every thirty minutes apart and I said, I, I tried using it with Joanna to kickstart labor and it didn't do anything. I said, but I'm kinda hoping that maybe since I'm technically having early labor that if I were to use it it would help. I said, but I, I really don't think I'm going to have a baby tonight, but if you could just bring the roller bottle to church tomorrow, that would be great. I said, and by the way, I'm not coming to church tomorrow. <laughs> I feel pretty miserable. She was, so I was like, just give it to Josh and he'll bring it home. And she was like, okay. I said, oh, and by the way, if I do have this baby tonight, joke's on me. And I was convinced I was not going to have him. And this was one in the afternoon. And so I laid down and I was able to get a little bit of a nap, which was nice. Um, I got up around two 30 and still every 30 minutes apart. And so I was like, okay, I, I kind of just went out and sat in the recliner and was scrolling through Instagram and stuff and <laughs> just kind of piddling the time away. And my daughter got up from her nap at four. And by this point they were really strong when they did hit and they were about a minute to a minute and a half long. And I remember looking at my husband sitting on the couch across from me and I'm like, oh, if these were any closer together, like he would actually come. Like I said, I feel like these are transition strength contractions. Like I was moaning through them by that point. And I'm like, this is so dumb. Why are they 30 minutes apart? Like I was super frustrated. And, um, he was like, well, do you, do you want to go out for dinner? he's like, I I feel like you don't feel up to making anything. I was like, yeah, actually I would like to go out for dinner. He's like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Chinese sounds good. (laughs) He's like, okay. (laughs) 
So that'll be fun if I barf it up later. <laughs> right. Right. Probably not the smartest decision. So he's like, okay. So he's like scrolling through some Google listings because we don't go out to eat very often. So honestly, we don't even know like what's around here. So he was like, well, we have this option or that option. And I was by this point sitting in the recliner, like growling out of frustration. I'm like, oh, these things are annoying me. Like, seriously, they were 30 minutes on the button. And I'm like, I just, I said, yeah, let's go out. I need a distraction. I'm like, because I can't keep thinking about this. So <laughs> I texted my midwife because I was like, well, maybe she has suggestions on like how to bring them closer together. And so I texted her and I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know I've had contractions since last night, every 30 minutes apart. I'm like, and they're super strong and like really uncomfortable at this point. I'm like, but every 30 minutes apart isn't going to do me any good. Like, is there anything I can do to bring it closer together? And so she called me and she's like, you know, I wouldn't really do too much because you're just going to wind up exhausting yourself. She's like, I had this happen with one of my kids. She's like, and your body, he'll just like flip the switch and turn a quarter really fast. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, are you sure? She's like, yeah, I'm sure. Just, you know, keep relaxing. She's like, you can walk if you want, but I, I wouldn't even push it on that. I was like, okay. So I told her, I was like, well, we thought maybe we'd just go out to eat just so I can like be distracted for a while. And she's like, okay, that, that sounds fine. Just keep you posted. And so that was like 4.30 and I hung up and my husband's like, um, well, why don't you, you know, go get yourself together. And we were going to take a sandwich for my daughter because I wasn't sure if she was going to eat Chinese. It's like, I'll go make her a sandwich and I'll, I'll tell her to put her shoes on. So I go in the bathroom and I had another contraction while I was in there. And I was like bent over the counter, like moaning it out. And then it gets done. And I just like literally just went, and he starts laughing and he's like, what? He's like, I said, I'm just so frustrated right now. I'm like, is this what it's going to be all night tonight? Like I was, I was ready to cry by that point. And he's like, are you sure you're not actually in labor? I'm like, no, I'm not in labor. I promise you if I go to bed tonight, these are just going to stop just like they have every other night, blah, 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 blah. And he's just kind of like chuckling because my, my mood was changing by that point And he just knew. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever you say. And he goes, he goes back to helping my daughter get ready to leave. And I had another one exactly a minute later. Oh. And <laughs> yeah. And I, I kind of like growled my way through that one too. And he starts laughing from the kitchen and he's like, honey, aren't you in labor? And I'm like, no, I'm not in labor. I promise you, I just need a distraction. And he, he thought this was the funniest thing ever. And looking back, I now I do too. It was he loves telling the story, and so he's just still cracking up. And I came out of the bathroom, and thirty minutes after, or sorry, thirty seconds after the last one, I had another one hit. Oh, and I finally looked up, and I'm like, "All right, all right, that's the third one in the past two minutes." Yes, I probably <laughs> okay. All right, let's call the midwife. <laughs> yep. And so he just started laughing. He's like, it's fine. I'll just feed Joanna her sandwich and I'll find something around here to eat. Um, I'll just get some snacks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I was out in the living room over in the birth ball again. And this time I did have contractions in my front and he was always in like the perfect position for birthing and stuff. And so I was like, yes, maybe I won't have back labor this time because like comparing them to last time, everyone was telling me, you know, if you have like regular contractions, you'll notice they're way easier than back labor. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, these are like not as super intense as the back labor was. I mean, they were still intense, but I felt like they were more manageable. Right. Um, and so I was on my hands and I used the birth ball. That thing and I tend to bond together quite well. <laughs> and um, I had had him call someone to come pick up my two-year-old because I just, She's very tenderhearted, and so, like, if she thinks something's wrong, it's, mm-hmm. Mommy, you okay? Mommy, you okay? And and she gets worried. And so I was like, eh, I just, I don't want to scare her, so it's right. best if someone just takes her. So someone came to pick her up for us, and I had called my midwife again and told her. I was like, okay, no joke. Like, 10 minutes after I hung up the phone with you, my body uh, turned that corner you talked about. <laughs> I think I need you now. <laughs> she was like, okay, I'm on my way. Um, and so that was five o'clock that evening. And when active labor really hit me like that, 
it was nonstop between contractions too. And I wasn't getting a break. So I was like, Hmm, I, I think she's probably right that this baby's coming fast. And it kind of cracked me up because she went to text her assistant and she sent her text to me and said, and (laughs) she said something like, just so you know, my, and this was right before I called her to say, you know, my body turned the corner. And she was like, I I had a client just call and she, she said she's had contractions for the past 24 hours that were 30 minutes apart. She's like, but I'm telling you that when she turns her corner, she's going fast. And her assistant lives an hour from here. She's like, so please be ready the moment I call you to get in the car and leave because I'm going to need you right away. <laughs> so I just kind of laughed when I read her text and I sent back. I was like, I don't think you meant to send this to me, but at least I know what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Noted. Right. Yep. So when I read that, I was like, okay, so she does really think I'm going to have him pretty quick. Um, and honestly... It, it was it was crazy because she came and my husband had oh this was the other funny part so I asked him to fill up the birth tub and I was still in the process of waiting for someone to come get my daughter they, we had already called them and they were on their way so he he had already blown it up and he started filling it with water and I forgot to tell him to put the tub lighter in it mm. <laughs> and so he had already run like one whole hot water tank into the tub. And I'm in the middle of the contraction and I started yelling, no, no, no. And he's like, oh no, what, what, what can I do for you? I'm like, nothing, but you have to bail the tub now because you have to put the lighter in it. And I felt so bad. And he's like, it's okay. It's okay. So, um, he wound up boiling water to fill the tub because it takes forever for our hot water tank to fill back up. Um, yeah. And so he put the, he bailed it and he put the lighter in it and stuff. And so anyway, it was just kind of funny looking back because she went to empty it after the birth and she's like, why is it all wet between the liner? I'm like, yeah, that was my fault. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I've, I've had that happen a few times before. <laughs> Clean those yeah. birth pools up. <laughs> right. So anyways, she got there and, you know, I just really loved her personality. She kept the atmosphere, you know, light and cheery. And she would ask questions occasionally here and there. And I, I thought it was funny because I would be like in the middle of a contraction and I wasn't sure why she was talking to me in the middle of the contraction until I listened to what she was saying. And I think it was more so of like trying to not to take my mind off of how intense it was because she was like, so, you know, what did you do this morning? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so it like made me think about something else. I'm like, oh yeah, this does help. <laughs> like, but um, yeah, so as I got closer to like the pushing phase with him, my water still had it broke. And my, my poor husband, he told me later, he's like, I was getting worried because I didn't realize you have a baby. Like as soon as your water breaks, I thought, you know, he's like, based on the last time your water broke right. six hours later, he's like, I thought that's the way it normally was. So he was mm-hmm. getting worried because he, he could see I was, I was starting to struggle partially because I was just so exhausted from not sleeping the night before. And he was like, oh, man, if she has, like, another six hours to go like this, she's not going to make it. Yeah. Um, but I knew, and I had a feeling this was going to happen, that as soon as my water broke, basically, he would be born. Um, so I could just tell. I was like, it did switch to back labor once I got into the tub, which was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm just doomed to have back labor for the rest of my life or what. <laughs> I didn't really care at that point. I was just like, I'm finally in labor. I'm going to have this baby. The end of this pregnancy is inside. Right. So, so close. <laughs> yep. So anyways, um, obviously the contractions got stronger and they, I can't really say that they got closer together because there wasn't much of a break between them. I was just consistently <laughs> in that transition phase. And then um, all of a sudden, and mind you, this, my midwife did not check me at all during like labor. She, she let me follow my instincts and what I felt was right for my body. And I like, I really appreciated that just because for me, it's too much of a distraction to stop and for them to be like, okay, I have to check you. So you have to be in like a certain position for me to do it. Um, and that like throws me off when I'm trying to work through contractions that are that close together. Um, because I'm like, I don't want to switch positions. There's only one position that feels comfortable and it makes it worse if I have to move. So she was really sweet about that. And she never checked me at all. Um, and when I said I had to push, (laughs) she looked at me and she's like, you've done this before. I trust you. You know what that feels like. 
And she's like, you go ahead and push. And so I did my best, you know, do the whole like breathe the baby out kind of thing again, because I didn't want to just like slam into the whole pushing thing and regret it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, there finally hit a point where my body just like took over and I had no choice but to push. And she's like, right. well, if you know, if you want to like reach down and feel and see if you can feel baby's head for like some encouragement in this space. So I reached down and like, I kind of forgot that my water hadn't broken yet. I'm like, what is this thing like bulging down here? And she's like, oh, that's your bag of water. If you probably could just like give one good push without a contraction and it would bust. I was like, mm. oh, Okay. So I did, and it popped, but as soon as it popped, his head crowned. And oh, my word. Yeah, yep, and he was out. It was crazy. I literally, I pushed for, like, five minutes this time. It was so weird. Um, but, yep, he was a half a pound smaller than my daughter, but mm. I picked him up, and I took one look at him, and I'm like, he looks so tiny. He was super yes. long. Yep. He was super it's, long and he was super skinny and she was super short and fat. And so like, <laughs> what were their what were their weights? She was eight fourteen and he was eight six. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. so funny. Like, oh, eight six, a tiny baby. <laughs> I know. And that's what I felt like. I picked him up and I literally I was like, what on earth do I do with a baby this small? She's that like, he's only funny. a half a pound smaller. I'm like, I know, but he feels so tiny. <laughs> Eight six is still very substantial. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's but, so cute. But yeah, so no, labor and delivery was, she when she said it would go fast, she meant it. And it went really fast. So from the time I said I wanted to go out to eat and was convinced I was still going to go to chat out for Chinese. So the time he was born was three and a half hours. Mm, (laughs) That's what my last one was. It was about the, yeah, we have a lot of similarities in our stories. Yep. Three and a half hours. Exactly. Like to the moment of the, the real contractions, it was like, boom. Okay. Three and a half hours. Yep. It was from 5 PM to 8 30. Yep. (laughs) How cool is that? Wow. Okay. So what was, what was it like immediately postpartum with this midwife? Um, with her, she just, she let me sit in the tub for a while with him, um, just hold him until I started getting cold. And then I was like, can I get out? Please? <laughs> um, and then she moved me onto the couch because my birth tub, our bedrooms are really small in our house that we live in now. Um, and so the only real good location for it was in the living room. Um, so she moved me onto the couch when I got out and I felt amazing. Honestly, I, she she was a little worried that maybe I would hemorrhage slightly like I did the last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so once the placenta came out, she was looking. She's like, oh, you're, you're kind of bleeding fast. Like she gave me a little bit of Pitocin just as a precaution, um, which I didn't care at that point. I, mm-hmm. I was just like, whatever. I'd rather you just I'd rather just have it. Um, <clears throat> sorry. And. Anyways, then like two minutes later, she's like, oh, you probably didn't need that. But I was trying to play it on the same side. <laughs> but mm. so and that was fine. Um, but yeah, she just once the cord stopped, you know, pulsing was when they cut it and stuff. And then I just laid on the couch with the baby while she cleaned everything up. She didn't do anything with me until um, she had cleaned up the tub and stuff just to have that like skin to skin bonding time. And she was just really sweet about all of it. I don't know. I just the atmosphere in the house was really wonderful and I loved mm. it. Um, that's so sweet. Yeah. And she's, you know, started her laundry for us and stuff and just got everything all back to what it was supposed to, what it was like before I had the baby. And I felt amazing though. It was kind of funny. She laughed because about, after about like an hour and a half on the couch, I'm like, okay, can I go get some clothes, please? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm cold. I'm ready to go put some clothes on. And so I got up and walked down the hall to my dresser and she's like, do you want me to go find your clothes? I'm like, no, I actually feel like I did not just have a baby. So I will go find my own clothes. (laughs) And she was just looking at me like, okay. I'm like, I can't explain it. Like I felt so, I thought I felt great after I had Joanna. Um, But I felt so much better this time. But like I said, I didn't hemorrhage at all. Like I had with her. And I think that made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Um, I, the next, the very next day, so that was a Saturday night, Sunday, I got up and I was just like, wow, like 
I feel totally normal. And in my mind, I was just like, okay, that means I need to keep a check on myself, not to open yes. anything. Good, good I, mind. <laughs> yeah. And it was so hard for me because I mean, I do have a toddler now. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, she needs mommy. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I wanted to make sure that, you know, we helped transition her smoothly into all of it. Um, I didn't want her to feel left out or anything. And so I was just like, I have to remember though, because at one point I was like, oh, I should just like get up and make dinner. I'm like, no, I probably shouldn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what freezer meals are for. Um, but no, I did. I felt completely fine. Um, and then I got up Monday morning. I did struggle with a lot of back pain that week. Um, mm. I'm not sure. I'm actually going back to my previous physical therapist for this right now, but it just has to do with my hips misaligning, which was from an injury, a sledding accident as a kid. But uh, I don't know if it was pregnancy or labor this time that threw it out. Um, but even despite the, the back pain, because I'm just so used to always having back pain anyways, um, despite that, I still felt way, way better than I did after having Joanna. And mm-hmm. I think, A, not having stitches, I did not tear at all this time. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I think not having stitches and not bleeding as much definitely played a huge part in that because otherwise nothing was different right. other than her after hers either. Yeah, that's, that is really awesome. It's so nice to hear that, you know, that second postpartum, especially since mm-hmm. you do have a toddler that that did yeah. go so well. And one thing that I wanted to, um, to kind of come back to here at the end was, Oh, there, there she is there, right? Yeah, that was her. <laughs> That's so cute. Um, one thing I wanted to come back to was something that you mentioned when you were selecting your care provider. Mm-hmm. And it was the fact that, you know, you were like, I liked her apprentice who, you know, now mm-hmm. was a midwife. I liked her. There's nothing wrong with her. I just knew that her personality wasn't right for me. Yeah. And I think this is something that, moms, you need to listen. (laughs) You need to hear that. And you need to understand that just because a midwife is right for your best friend, that Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that she's the perfect fit for you. And you really need to listen to your gut about that. Um, And honestly, I I almost felt guilty saying that too, because I already knew her. And I was like, I feel like, you know, I'm putting her down by saying that. But there was absolutely nothing wrong with her. And yeah. I think that's something that needs to be remembered too. It's, you exactly. know, we click with different people differently. And, yep. you know, someone that my best friend might be close to is not someone that I might get along with, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. it's And it, it's just such an important thing to remember because it does, it influences your, not only your birth, but, you know, it influences mm-hmm. your prenatal care your postpartum care. And they're just, there are all kinds of midwives. There are some that are more hands-on, some hands-off, some mm-hmm. louder, some quieter. And not, nothing about that says like, oh, well, you're a good midwife and you're a bad midwife. It's exactly. just some midwives are going to work for you in a way that's better than others, just the same for everyone else. So mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like that's not always talked about enough. So thank you for, for bringing that up and, and that yeah. transparency there. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Wow. Heather, thank you also just for sharing your stories. I do think that um, sometimes we think like, oh, well, it's a home birth, so it's perfect. But, you know, there are so many variations of birth and I love to hear, I I mean, both of yours were were wonderful, but it's, it's so neat to hear the differences. And just Mm -hmm. because birth was one way the first time does not mean that it's going to be that way the second time. And that's so cool to hear. So I really, really appreciate you being willing to share all of this with us. Oh, well, I thank you for having me on. I was really excited that I got to do this. What a lovely episode. What a fun conversation with Heather. And just so you guys know, as we jump into this episode roundup, I have my co-host Lillian here, who, by the way, is seven months and some change old at this point. Uh, She's pretty talkative, so she might be saying hi as we do this. Can you say hi? Hi. (laughs) She's smiling. Don't worry. Okay, so let's jump into the episode roundup. The first thing I wanted to discuss was just, you know, I found it fascinating that Heather mentioned at the beginning of the episode that, you know, truly when they prepared to give birth to their first baby, they recognized that home birth was a less expensive option for them. People are often... Yeah, guys. 
people are often shocked, just like Lillian, to find out just how affordable home birth actually is. And then the second thing I wanted to talk about and that Lillian wants to talk about is that... Is hi. Can you say hi? Is that Heather's first midwife's reminder is one of my very favorites. That most first-time moms usually make it to 41 weeks in one day. We psych ourselves up for the due date and can often feel frustrated when it comes and goes. And it's just so important to remember just how arbitrary that day really is. And then finally, in my opinion, the most important piece to draw from Heather's story You've got to select a midwife that you drive well with. Not every person is going to be comfortable with every midwife. This in no way means that that midwife is not a good midwife. It just means you've got to find the personality that aligns best with you and your family. So be sure to check around and see what options you have in your area. And of course, some areas truly don't have many options, but when it's possible, interview a number of practices. Well, there you have it, my friends. Another wonderful podcast episode in the books. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, and I look forward to seeing you back here next week.